Hello and welcome back to Elliot's Podcast. I have something a bit more upbeat for you this today. It's kind of ambient techno, but I, I really don't like the combination of those two words. It sounds very generic, but I've hooked up some gear that I, I don't usually I haven't hooked up in a while and it there's actually a very cool combination happening that I can maybe explain after but in the meantime we'll just play and and see how it goes okay
Okay, thanks, um, thanks for hanging out here. Not New York, we're not far away either. Up in Toronto. Toronto, Ontario. Um, alright, I'll cut it with the crappy voices. I had been watching some Seinfeld reruns lately, so... The... The, the setup that I'm working with right now, I I made something when like this pandemic has been going on so long that I feel like I this was like year one of the pandemic and I called this the beast. And it's um this is the uh, analog-ish synth, which is the Behringer Model D, which is a copy of a, of an old Moog design. And then I, I connected it. Uh, I call it like the budget modular synth, and it it uh, connects to two Korg machines that are sequencers. One's the Volca sample, which does, did the beats in this setup that you heard, and then the Korg SQ1 is the sequencer that controls the synth that makes it go bloopy. I could, uh, now that we're done the track. Try not to... I try not to tweak it too much, um... This is not... This is... This, uh, I call these sequences some kind of sacred geometry for me, my equivalent. I don't know much about sacred geometry, and people have tattoos of squares on their shoulder, but for me, the sequences are the secret sacred geometry because they are all they all have some kind of magic to them, and I really they happen quickly, and I can't really record them easily and then use them later. So whatever they are, they are, and they're kind of um. It's kind of some kind of Zen thing because it it go it comes and it goes, and you don't you can't grasp onto it because, uh, um, as I said, I, I I could record these sequences and and they've they've shown up in different tracks of mine, um, but the Korg this sequencer is is very much a dumb sequencer in in the traditional sense where it just it the knobs change and they um. Uh, and, and you can screw the pattern up uh, very quickly and then it, it there's no memory but Korg did come out with a a follow-up piece of gear that 
um, stores the sequences, and I don't think I, I, I don't think I would have fun with with something like that. Um, so the the so this was one station, and and then I ended up calling it I ended up calling it the Beast because it is a beast when you like on its own. It can it has the drum beats. And, the, and that sequencer so um, it, like on its own it, it can really pack a punch and so what I did was I put it on a piece of wood board and I velcroed them down so kind of like a pedal board that guitarists use and I yeah so I I, I created this thing but then it's been kind of collecting dust for a while because uh, I don't know. I just thought it was too bleepy bloopy or whatever, but I thought it'd be fun to bring it out because I recently got this other thing on the other side, which is the Tascam Model 12, which is um, so far from what I can tell from my, my use of it is a dream come true for the center of a studio room because it's a mixer and a portable, re- well, a recorder. It's a mixer and a recorder and it connects to the computer so, um, like the pad that you're hearing in the background is actually coming from my computer, uh, which you don't see in the video if you're watching the video. Um, and I also had a piano. I have a piano, electric piano that I recorded earlier. It's about to come on in a second here. Um, I recorded that on the piano behind me, and so um, I have a computer running through the mixer, and then I have the Beast, and then I have my guitar, this microphone that does this podcast, and then um, it records everything. It also records all the separated tracks and um, a, a final version that I will be able to pair up with this video. So... Yeah, that's, um, but overall I'm not, I sort of, I spent a lot of time moving away from, from, uh, the, the, this kind of setup with the techno and everything and the, but I'm coming back to it a bit as a way of, um, I'm very, I'm very interested in how do we make ideas fluid and how does music become for lack of better words, an easy process. And and I think when you work with computers and you want to do songs that are have traditional song structures, it can be very challenging because, you know, th- those typically work well, I think, with a band. If you want to switch to the chorus, back to the verse. And... Um, I think with the computer, if you're using stuff with a computer and you're you're one person, it's kind of nice to be able to have things running in a loop. And I I was I was listening to Alan Watts' uh, podcast this week, and he did talk about how Indian um, Sanskrit uh, vision of time it goes in a clock format, which means it's basically repeating and looping. Um, that's the way I guess or the ancient Indian would think about Indian 
um, in this particular context that he was talking about, they would think about time in a circular form. And he was saying, but whereas the Hebrew method of time was more linear as if like we're moving towards an end. And I was like, whoa, this is <laughs> crazy. Because if you ever used Ableton Live, there's two there's two views on the screen. One is the... Um, a loop grid where everything's in in moves in circles in in um what is that called clip view and then the other view is called session view which is linear the hebrew version and it's linear like as if you're making traditional music and the funny thing is like um you could really i'm i didn't really plan this but you could kind of um you you could superimpose some kind of of uh, meaning onto that the two the two views of Ableton and they really are two views of of making music because um one view for many people can be very challenging which is the the timeline the Hebrew version is very frustrating because you have to get all your ideas into this fixed thing and it's very similar to, I guess, how writers have um, a lot of issues, like getting novels done, like they're battling um, word counts and, and making things fit and make them making them make sense. And I definitely struggle with the timeline situation. And then um, the 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 clip view makes me, and we're thinking about the dials and the Sanskrit going in circles, uh, makes me think about. Um, the Indian Raga of the the tablas. Um, I don't know much about that world, but I understand like those concerts go on for very long periods of time. I think it's because their philosophy about music is completely different in that it's not always about, in some cases, um, it's not always about like a song structure of like, here's the intro and then we move into the head it's it's kind of what what i understand to be more the most of similar to a jam and free-flowing um music that can can go on in infinity now the 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 downside is is that this isn't if, if if someone's not on this wavelength then they're like where's the song going you know and i've this podcast has gone 30 over 30 minutes it was around 30 minutes of, of me kind of playing and jamming. And so for some people that's like, they don't want that. They want they're they've been conditioned um, with the, here we go with the analogy again with the Hebrew um, method, which was that songs come on for, for two, three minutes, four minutes and they switch and they go on. And I, I'm much more interested in the long, the long approach and I do have tracks on my my Spotify and Apple Music accounts that are. I have one called Dynasty, that is is 15 minutes long, and it really, it doesn't do much, but it's it's a trance because, um, it's inducing a trance because it it's just repeating. Um, yeah, it's mostly repeating like a very simple thing, and I I kind of. I don't know. I'm I'm taking much more to that. I think a lot of music is 
that I hear is trying too hard. And I think the real revolution in music is is going to be, and is, I mean, um, the revolution is the simplifi- simplification of music and um, not having it be so needy. And I think John Cage uh, blew the door open on that. Now, he did obviously write music that was very like overdone and, and wacky and I don't you know I, I don't know too much of Cage's music to be honest with you um, but he did do 433 which was just four minutes of silence and that was sort of the <laughs> that was the the point that I'm trying to get at is that um, and now silence 433 is is like a canon in the experimental music world we're, we're obviously far away from um 433 making it to pop radio where they'll they'll put on a uh four minutes of silence on on pop radio no that's we're not that, that, we're not there but yeah so th- that this this setup was more my um exploration of of the loop and the and and the repetition so the the other thing before I wrap up is the the really cool thing about the the task cam with my setup called the beast is is that um, they will synchronize without the computer and in the eighties in the eighties and nineties it was very common that you could get your your gear to synchronize um, especially if the if the there was like a recording machine involved. Um, but now it's becoming a lot less common. A lot of gear doesn't come with a lot of ins and outs and that kind of thing. And the Tascam Model 12 mixer, um, it, I would say, is a real revolution in that they brought back a simple thing, which is synchronization. And it's just showing you that, and if you're seeing it on t- on the screen, it's it, it does have like wood paneling, and so there is sort of this... Tascam is is kind of giving a nod to what's old is new again, and people don't. A lot of musicians don't want to use. Um, they don't want to be tied to a computer anymore when they work on music. And in this type of setup, I could um, record stuff with the beat machines and then overdub after with the with the beat machines again, and it will be in sync from what I've tell from what I've um, already tested and stuff. Um, I say that because sometimes with a lot of this stuff is the gear will promise to do one thing and then when you actually do it, it, it can't really, something slips in timing. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's fun to be able to experiment with the gear. It's, it is my, my passion, but um, if I wasn't able to apply it to something and use it, then I think it would be kind of sad. <laughs> And I and I don't mean to put down people who have too much gear and they don't use it. If you do, if you do have that issue, uh, I really do recommend starting a podcast. And um, even if you're in another area of 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 creativity and art, start up. You could um, let's say you do painting. You can maybe make maybe have a YouTube channel where you share what you're painting. I think it. I've from what I've found, it's been very helpful for me to be on the gun with this because, like, I've I've made music right now for 
for today's episode and this week. Whereas um, when it's time to get my releases ready for Spotify or whatever, it's a lot more, it, 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 it's harder for me to get going because I don't have that ex- exact deadline. Um, so for other people, if you have a podcast or if you have a, a YouTube channel and it's like a weekly thing has to go out, um, that it's not, um, like this is lower stakes and that's why I think I've really hit on to something with this for me, at least I'm not seeing for the world. <laughs> What's the novel thing here. But, um, from what I found, actually, I don't really know of a lot of, um, podcasts where the people are playing music and, you know, for many episodes, um, I didn't play music on here and I was sort of just talking about music. Um, and that reminds me, I got to load up my computer here because um, we're approaching the one year anniversary of Elliot's podcast. And I put it in my calendar that at the end of the month, I will do a live special show. So that's on the 30th of April. Why is that grayed out? Okay, it's on a Saturday. So, yes, on the Saturday, April 30th, I will... 2022, I will do a live show to celebrate one year of Elliot's podcast. I mean, for all this could have been live right now, too. No, no, I have all the... Whatever I'm doing to record this is could easily be doing live, but... um, So that will happen on the 30th and yeah thank you for for listening and i do have i'll put it a link in in the show notes i did release a monthly mix in march of music that was made on this podcast in the winter we're now moving into spring um so i will share that um in the link there it's i put on bandcamp where you can hear it there, or it's uh, on Patreon. If you sign up my Patreon for $3 a month, you get that as a download. And I actually have it in FLAC format. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of how I do the Patreon thing now. And it actually took me, it took me at least a month to really get that going. It was um, kind of tricky to get that, to wrap my head around how do I compile the music from the, the different shows but I did it and I'm ready to do it every month now so it's exciting um, alright so thanks very much for listening and we'll see you soon okay bye bye <laughs>